Partly cloudy and two degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's nine o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. A woman was rescued after her snow-clearing vehicle crashed through the ice on Midnapore Lake in southeast Calgary. Global's Carolyn Curry-DeCastillo has more from the witnesses who helped get her out of the icy water. Michael Getzlaff and his wife were enjoying their morning coffee from their home on Midnapore Lake when they saw a snow-clearing tractor crash through the ice. They called 911 and Michael and his son Jack ran out and grabbed a long extension cord and threw it to the woman who was inside the small tractor as it began sinking. Michael says she was perched on the edge with her legs still in the icy water after having been completely submerged. He says the woman was able to grab the cord and pull herself out. The fire department and EMS responded right away and the woman was taken to the hospital in stable, non-life-threatening condition. Midnapore Lake is now closed to users pending an investigation. Carolyn Curry de Castillo, Global News. More news in a moment, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. West of the city, we are dealing with poor road conditions on the Trans-Canada Highway between Kananaskis and Canmore. Drivers are experiencing heavy snow and icy roads, so expect winter driving conditions if you're doing some highway travel this morning. If you're staying in and around the city, though, your main routes are in good condition this Sunday morning. I'm seeing light volume and dry roads all across the city. The Love You by Shoppers Drug Mart program is committed to advancing women's health. Visit shoppersdrugmart.ca slash love you to learn more. From the 776QR traffic helicopter, I'm Tia Houston. Calgary police say they are treating the death of an infant as suspicious. According to officials, the infant's body was found at a home in the 100 block of Brighton Stone Bay Southeast. Investigators are confident there is no risk to any other children or the public. An autopsy is scheduled for tomorrow morning. Police say given the sensitivities of this investigation, no other details will be released and anyone with information about the death is asked to contact the Calgary Police's homicide tip line, the non-emergency line or Crime Stoppers. Doses of the second COVID-19 vaccine to be approved in the U.S. are being packaged up for shipment today. On Friday, the FDA authorized an emergency rollout of the vaccine developed by Moderna and the National Institutes of Health. Later today, an expert committee will debate who should be next in line for early doses of the vaccine, with initial shots mostly being given to healthcare workers and residents of long-term care homes. Health Canada has said it expects to approve the Moderna vaccine for use in Canada before the end of the year. A University of Alberta hospital physician says this pandemic is ravaging intensive care units. Since December 3rd, 54 more people have been admitted to Alberta ICUs for COVID-19, with the present toll being 151. Dr. Peter Brinley tells Global's Jalen Nye there's a parallel pandemic going on. Mental health and despair mm-hmm. and, and, and every other disease is continuing, as, as you mentioned. So it's, it's 87, 90 people on top of who would normally be in the ICU, and that's the issue. Brindley says there's shortages of drugs used every single day, as well as staff being absolutely exhausted. An Alberta nurse says we're taking a step in the right direction in addressing the COVID-19 pandemic. Lisa Vallée was one of the first people in Alberta to receive the vaccine, having been inoculated earlier this week. She says we need to trust the process and the scientists who developed this vaccine. This is just another step that we all need to do um, in order to keep each other safe. It's always about the big picture. It's always about the community and People have done it for 10 months already, and I think we're ready for something like this. We can do it. 
This from Valley comes as Canada is set to receive 500,000 doses of Pfizer's vaccine by the end of January. Alberta's share of that is not yet known. Global News Sky Tracker weather. A winter storm watch is in effect for Calgary. Today's high plus 7. Conditions clearing. Tonight a few clouds. Low of minus 2. Tomorrow snow heavy at times and 0. It's 2 degrees at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. It's uh, December the 20th. Holy man, and weather like this, it sure doesn't feel like it. But tomorrow we'll bring in the Christmas spirit just in time for for the few people that are going to work. And I guess if you will finish up a little bit of Christmas shopping or, or doing what you got to do out there. But uh, um, it is good to see everybody is uh, – is is spacing out there shopping or a couple of places I've gone to and trying to do it on off hours. It's been actually quite quiet in that. So it's kind of nice. Everyone's sort of doing their part to, to keep this COVID thing at bay, hopefully. And nice to see our, our numbers are getting in check a little bit. So anyways, uh, I had lots of few people walking through the, the greenhouse yesterday, which is kind of nice. Had some good chats with, some people, lots of listeners, which is good to see, and uh, lots of new people just stopping in and and checking out the the news, the store, and the expanded area that we've done for. We heated a a different, uh, bigger space for some tropicals and expanded our Christmas area. So, if you're out in a boat and you want to check that out, I happen to be coming back from just west of Calgary, and uh, on the twenty two X. Um, yesterday, my daughter and I were driving and I couldn't believe that like it was five 30 and there was already like five miles of, uh, people waiting to get into Spruce Meadows to see the Christmas lights. I was just like, holy cow. So if you want a little bit of a cheat, you can head West and then turn around and come back in from the West. You might get be able to get in a little bit earlier or might spread the line out a bit from the East and West, but man, oh man. I couldn't believe how many people were already lined up at 5.30. So, but it's gorgeous. It just glows when you go by. You see the Spruce Meadows. It's it's amazing um, the job that they've done out there. So thank you so much to them for providing something different. And uh, a lot of the communities and uh, a lot of people have put up a lot of lights around town, So, um, which is, is uh, pretty, pretty nice to see. Today's your last day, <laughs> I would say, before... Before Christmas, supposed to be a nice day today, plus seven or so. So if you're going to do your lights, it's a perfect day to get out there and uh, add some lights to some of the trees or to the fence or whatever. Yeah, add a little bit of uh, Christmas cheer out there. And uh, and then once the snow hits it, it just adds that perfect Christmas ambiance. And uh, and just enjoy it. Just think it's only one year that we're, we're like this, hopefully, and, and we can... Uh, enjoy your close family that's with you and and nice thing is we have technology nowadays where some of the zooming and you can do that with some of your friends and you can have a a couple drinks with a friend and no one has to worry about driving and i I don't know i don't i've done some meetings with uh with the teams on microsoft or the zoom and i don't know it's pretty good i don't i don't mind it i think it's it's going to change a lot of things and where people don't have to drive across town sometimes to meet with someone you can just 
flick it on. You're basically right there. You share your documents. You do all your stuff. So lots of plant people are getting into it too. I know we're we're going to see what we could do in the new year about doing some Zoom courses and and a couple of things like that. And uh, just I guess we're just trying to figure out what's going on too. And uh, we're in a new space in this world and and figuring out our direction. So we're we're fortunate. We're we are open and we're we're going to close for a couple of days at Christmas. We're open Boxing Day, but then at New Year's we're shut down for four days. Um, everyone's going to take a little bit of a break. And then for us in the garden center business, it starts right back up. We start getting all our seeds, all our grower supplies, everything just starts rolling in already. I know we've already had a couple of truckloads of soil come in. I, I've I've asked our suppliers to to ensure that we have a good, vigorous supply of soil and that for all our customers and and trying to make sure we we get that all in and. I know our seed reps are are sending our seeds right away. We do have a few racks of seeds right now, but we'll be filling up our seeds here coming up. Just because I know people are going to be at home and they're going to be wanting to do a few things. So also, if you want to give me a shout, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. wanted to see if you have any uh, uh, Christmas ideas, what you're going to be doing over the holidays, uh, anything to do with plants as well, maybe some what are you going to try and grow coming up this next year? Any new trees or, or things that you want to try? Give me a shout. Let me know if there's uh, anything you're looking to looking to do and see if I can help you. I got one text here. Is there anything you can do to limit the amount of cherries you get on a Schubert cherry? Uh, not particularly, no. Um, you hope that you get more birds and to, to eat a bunch of those up. Um, I, I almost think if you're lucky enough to have a healthy Schubert right now with berries on it, because so many of them have been des- devastated with the black knot that has gone through Calgary in this area with a it's a it's a it's a fungus that's hit a lot of the Prunus family, so that's including like the it's mainly the Schuberts and the Maydays are the ones that get hit the worst, and then the native uh, choke cherry trees as well. When you go along, if you're heading into Okotoks or any areas where you can see some of the a lot of the native choke cherry stands, you'll see they're just loaded with the black knot, and that's unfortunate to see, but. They have gone after of those stands, but the only thing I could really think of is to have less um, phosphate. Don't don't fertilize your those trees with anything with a middle number, and that'll stop your uh, the blossoms and that a little bit. But there's not a lot you could do once they, if they're nice and healthy. That's going to be awesome. So, and uh, you should be good to go. And what else we got here? Oh, your gorgeous picture from Graham Bond. Merry Christmas, Merle. This photo taken moments ago. Thanks again for a great show and good info, Graham. Awesome, beautiful picture, Graham. And I and uh, wow, it looks like it's just over the reservoir. I'm assuming in uh, over there by Glenmore Landing and stuff like that. So beautiful photos and. Uh, a lot of times you'll see uh, uh, Graham's photos. He also sends them into Global News. So you get to see some of his gorgeous photos around town. And and just wondering if you'd be selling garden seeds online and having delivery when you did with COVID. Um, 
we can't. We probably won't do the free delivery. It depends on what you're buying. It's it's just hard. We can't on a on a twenty dollar thing. It's hard to to do that. Um, it just there's not. We what we will be. We probably will be mailing them out and things like that. And you can order through us. And we like I said, seeds and things. We could probably definitely arrange mailing. And once we get all our seeds in, it's uh, we definitely want to do our part at that time. But I know most of the garden centers that there will be a fee of some sort involved in in the delivery, and that we we definitely tried to sustain that as long as we could. But it's just uh, you can only do that so long for free, I guess. Unfortunately, it's uh, it's expensive, and uh, and we just try to be as efficient as we can as a business and uh, trying to be community minded. So, but we are open, so you are very welcome to come in and. Uh, especially during the day in January and February, it's usually fairly slow in most of the garden centers. So lots of physical distancing is easy to do. And uh, you'll be able to, it's quite an experience. It, it's so nice to see people wandering through the garden center. Like yesterday I had a couple of folks and they're just big smiles on their face. What I could tell when, you, when you're wearing a mask and you can tell when someone's smiling or scowling, you get to, you get to read their eyes pretty good as uh, if you're dealing with people all the time. So it just, it's just nice. They're just like, man, it was so nice just walking through just to take their mind away. They said they spent an hour walking through the tropical area and through the Christmas area, just, just getting away from it and not jammed in a mall or anything like that. So. Um, hopefully you get the chance to come down and, and experience what we've tried to create for you down there at Spruce. And at, I had a text Jen. She's going to give us a shout at around 9.20, and we're going to see what's hot in the greenhouse today. I know they got a few different things going on down there and uh, some gorgeous little plants. And also, we're going to have some suggestions on Christmas gifts. But if you have some ideas of what you'd like to see from a garden center as a gift, maybe put it out there for some other people to, to listen in and, and see what ideas you might have for them. You can give me a call, 403-974-8255, or at a town, 1-800-563-7770. And that is the talk and text line. I'm going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll chat with, uh, like I said, Jen from uh, down at Spruce Greenhouse, and we'll chat with her. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to go to the phone line here right away. We're going to see what's up down at the Spruce It Up Greenhouse. Good morning, Jen. Hey, good morning, Merle. How are you? Good, good. Good. Um, you and Jess yesterday were just shining up all the plants. They were just looking so healthy. And I, I mentioned that to you when we walked around a little bit. I said, God, the plants just seem just happy, right? They're yeah. getting some sunshine. You you guys are giving them some tender, loving care. So they're not, they're not going to want to leave. <laughs> well, maybe that's the case. Maybe that's the case. They, yeah, we got to yeah. make sure we pass on those good hints to uh, – <laughs> to all to all the listeners and customers that come in to to make sure those plants are happy when they get to their house. 
For sure. Yeah, it just takes a little bit, a little bit of time, a little bit of love every now and then. I mean, we don't even do it all the time, but um, you can tell when we've been paying attention to them for sure. Yeah, no, it's uh, it was it was nice, especially like those big foliage plants, which are popular right now, like mm-hmm. the fiddlehead figs and and uh, what what other, I guess, maybe give me a little rundown, uh, maybe what, what kind of foliage plants we have in there right now for people. Well, the, so one of the ones that have been, well, a couple of them that have been popular, and I think I mentioned last weekend was that silver sword with, that we have in. Um, yeah. That, that's been that's been a, a stopper, a customer stopper anytime they either It almost looks like it. a shark. Yeah, it almost looks like a shark yeah, in some the, ways. The like it's sort of look at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's, you're right. It's kind of this light gray, green, blue color. It's. Yeah, it's, uh, phenomenal. It, yeah, it looks like it has that. It has a texture. I've never. I don't think I've ever touched the shark, but just <laughs> seeing them. But it looks like it has the the texture of a of a shark. Yeah, you know what, Merle? I can't recall the last time I touched a shark, so I couldn't quite compare it. But uh, maybe I'll check that out today and see if I can get back to you on text. Yeah, message. let's just, <laughs> let's just let's just go with that. We'll just say it's okay. just like a shark yeah. skin. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, there's that one. And the other one that we have in that's been going as well is that um, the Alocasia, the Regal Shield. Um, I don't know if you saw that one, but we have, we still have some yeah. left. It's also called the Elephant Ear. So those are a stunning, huge leafed plant as well that have a neat texture and they're gorgeous. I, yeah. No, I did see those. Yeah, and they, they seem to be going fairly quickly. It was it was interesting. There was a young young lady in there yesterday, and she was buying one of those orchids. She had the biggest smile on her face. One of those Aww. those rare ones that you got. Those. Yep. The what what are they called again? Yeah, jewel orchids. Yeah, we've yeah. got. Uh, we still have some left. Yeah, I I have my own fair share. I brought home too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That she just had the biggest smile. She was like, I couldn't resist. She was. I had to Aww. get it. So yeah, yeah that's it was, fantastic. Uh, uh, that's what makes it fun, right? Like when you when you get things like that. So it does, and you know what, Merle? Actually, and going back from the the big leaf plants to the small leaf ones, we also have in that sensitive plant, which has yeah. been really really fun for customers. I know I was talking to a lady yesterday, and she just loved them so much, and she just said that she touched all of them. I had a little girl in, and she was she was uh, we were just showing her <laughs> the kind of the difference, and they're just so yeah. neat. Yeah. So the they get to do their aerobics, eh? Whenever people show up, they get to they get touched, and then they have to stretch for everybody. Eh? They have to and work out. It's so true. Then they close up and sleep at night for another day of fun. So yeah. yeah. How long? So after you touch them, I don't know if you get. I've never watched them reopen, but how long does it take for them to reopen? You know what? I was actually meaning to look that up today because my kids were asking me the same because that's another plant that I bought and brought home. Um, I don't think it takes that long at all, actually. Maybe 30 minutes at the most um, because they're open again when I go back and look at them again. So it doesn't take okay. that long at all. Yeah, they're, they're super interesting that way. So let's put the time-lapse camera on it. Maybe that can be one of our Instagram. We can do a slow that video. That would be fun. Yeah, that'd be there super fun. Yeah, so good Jess, idea, Jess is listening. She can. She's our social media guru in the in the garden center now. She, she kind sure of is. doing all our our fancy videos and TikToks. We're we're doing everything now. Hey, we do TikTok, TikTok, <laughs> everything. We're we're young and cool <laughs> now because of Jeff. <laughs> Absolutely, I was lucky. Like I, I was lucky to get us on Facebook. So there we go. So Fair. now we're now now we're TikToking. So yeah, we're TikToking. Uh, and uh, I know you guys got. If you are on social media, and if you want to, if you are following us, that's great. I know we have a special video coming out on Christmas Eve. We do um, from the staff. So 
Um, if you're following us, keep an eye on our on our feeds on the, on Christmas Eve. We got a little Christmas message to you, so yeah. which is good. Um, yeah. Point set is you still got a few down there. We still got a few. Yeah, they're yeah. Uh, they're walking out every day too. Those guys, but uh, we still have a few for sure. It's nice and colorful still down there. Yeah, I like yeah. the ones that they almost look like a sparkle, like they're uh, sort of a they're not pink and they're not red, but they kind of look like just a a mixture in between. Is it maybe cool. the ice crystals one? I yeah, think. I think that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, so pretty. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be strange when we go into the new year, but uh, yeah, the the red is there and it's it's definitely festive down there still. Yeah, and so for hanging baskets um, for people in the house. What are some of your favorite that you got? Oh my gosh. Um, I think I love the Nanook, um, the hanging basket, actually. The wandering dude is the new term, but uh, they're, in, they're in hanging baskets. I like those, and people have been liking them because you can see the purple of the foliage underneath. Um, yeah. So when it's hanging up, it's really pretty with the light coming through. Um, we have gorgeous larger pitcher plants in hanging baskets right now. Um, but the the Brazil, the philodendron Brazil, the one, it's a green leaf with the yellow kind of going through the center. That's been very popular with people right now, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess this is our, our last time before we get to the, the Christmas season and before before Christmas. And then uh, I guess that's coming this week. So yeah. um, thanks, Jen, for calling Thank this, you. calling me and filling this all in and what's hot down there in the hothouse, greenhouse. You and, got it. Uh, so if you're looking, is Jonah in today as well, or just, just you and Jess? Yeah, Jonah and Jess will be in for a short time today, and then uh, right. and she'll be off for a bit. But yeah, Jonah and I are here right now. So, so we'll All right, we'll, we'll get visitors. down there and check out the, the Triple J down there today and, uh, <laughs> and go from there. All right, thanks, awesome. Jen. Thanks, Mom. All Merry right. Christmas, all. Merry Christmas. Okay. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's uh, Jen from down at the at the greenhouse. If you're looking for any tropical advice and all that houseplant stuff, we got uh, Jess, Jonah, and Jen down there at the greenhouse. So they're there helping out and uh, making sure everybody gets all the great advice and help they need. Got a neat little text here just before the break. Hi, and Merry Christmas. This is my poinsettia in the front window of my office. Since last year, it's grown three feet high, three feet wide. It's across the street from the QR77 office, directly across from McDonald's drive through beside my front door it uh it gets a draft and still in the foil pouch and it gets headlights from the cars everything wrong but i'm pleased man and it's blooming like crazy yeah it is it's doing everything we say not to do <laughs> uh that's that's funny merry christmas to you paul as well and uh i gotta take a quick break and uh, for the news you're listening to, Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Partly cloudy and two degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Madeline DeBellis. It took six months for Canada to record its first 100,000 COVID-19 cases in just 15 days for the latest 100,000 to be registered. Yesterday saw the country surpass the 500,000 case mark. Alberta had over 1,300 new cases. Quebec and Ontario both recorded more than 2,000. Calgary police are investigating the suspicious death of an infant. They say the child's body was discovered in a home in the city's southeast. An autopsy is scheduled for tomorrow. 
Calgary fire crews responded to a parkade fire this morning at 4.30 in the southeast community of Seaton. On arrival, crews located large amounts of smoke coming from the underground parkade of a multi-story residential condo. Firefighters were able to bring the fire under control and occupants have evacuated to the outside. No injuries have been reported. A winter storm watch in effect for Calgary. The city is expecting 20 to 25 centimeters of snow by end of Tuesday. Today's high plus 7 conditions clearing. Tonight a few clouds, low of minus 2. Tomorrow snow heavy at times and zero. It's 2 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's favorite Christmas store. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And just got a request. Um, a gentleman is looking for a Norway spruce that comes in a golden color. It's called a gold drift. Um, I, I will definitely try to get them in. I just, I have sometimes a harder time selling some of the gold or yellow spruce because they almost look like they're deficient in nitrogen some of them like they're not like a golden fitzer when you get to the spruce and but i i definitely like them i think they're pretty cool so i'll look and see if i can get some in but typically um <clears throat> when they have the yellow tinge to them a lot of people won't buy them they end up they think they look like they're just deficient in nutrients so um, that makes it a little bit harder, but it's our job to make sure we're giving them the right information. So, but thanks for that, uh, Barry. I will definitely try to see if I can get some of those gold drift in for you. And I'm going to go to the phone line right now. We're going to chat with Al. Good morning, Al. Good morning, Merle. How are you doing today? So far, pretty darn good. I got uh, three of my <laughs> six amaryllis plants are not behaving as they normally should. I've had uh, some of them for about four or five years. Yeah. And uh, they they bloomed last uh, spring and everything else. And I put them out in the backyard where they, they had lots of sun and everything else. And I just watered them. And I didn't really give them much that much care and everything else. And then, of course, come October, I, I quit feeding them and brought them in the house, put them downstairs in the room and close the door and told them, okay, you guys die off and I'll uh, take you out and I'll put you in a <coughs> box of vermic light and everything yeah. else. So one day I happened to go downstairs and <clears throat> be, <clears throat> be darned if some of these things aren't uh, spouting leaves. Yeah. And uh, one of them was, was even uh, growing a uh, flower stalk. So I thought, okay, well, so I brought them up, put them up by the uh, back door, had lots of sunlight, some uh, some 15, 30, 15, and uh, uh, just let them go. Yeah. Now I end up with uh, three of these guys. I've got fantastic uh, blooms on them. Uh, one, of them uh, one of them is already bloomed, uh, and it died off. And I have uh, another one that's got a stalk of about 28 inches high, and it's uh, currently starting to open up. And uh, then in another plant, I got... Uh, there's the, from the uh, bulb. There is uh, two stalks coming out of it, and it has a, another baby that has another uh, stalk coming out of it. 
And so I'm going to be having a whole bunch of <laughs> these amaryllis <laughs> plants that are blooming all at once when normally they shouldn't be doing this because, I mean, they haven't really gone to sleep for any long yeah. period of time. And so I was just kind of wondering, is this common or, you know? Um, yeah, it is. Some some will bloom like crazy. And as your, as your bulb gets older and older, you'll get multiple blooms. Oh, yeah. So that... So that's a good thing. So uh, just as they get older, and and you'll see, even they'll send out another bulb almost. And at one point, you'll be able to separate it. Mm-hmm. But they, uh, as they get older and older, like some of the big jumbo bulbs we bring in, like those are really sought after because they'll give you a multiple of blooms. So, oh yeah. So you're doing a lot of things right. So <laughs> yeah, it's good. So what I think I'll do is that I'll just. Uh, uh, wait until after these uh, do bloom and uh, let them uh, die off a little bit. I I hate to have kept the leaves off because, uh, but I guess that's what I really have to. Yeah, do. well, the only way I I do the leaves. What I recommend is just it just when you stop watering it, yeah. just leave the leaves on there until they dry up and then cut them off. Yeah, yeah. Because then that way all the energy goes back down into the bulb. Yeah. And but then you're I'm, good. Sometimes they uh, don't want to die off. They just keep on wanting to yeah, stay green. But they just, yeah, just uh, stop watering and then just put them down in a little darker spot and they'll they'll shut down. They'll go dormant. So. Yeah. So you figure if I, uh, once I do let them go dormant, I should uh, bring them out again about midsummer, I guess. And uh, you, you can do that or you can leave them right till, like you said, leave them right till like November if you want again. And then just just use them as Christmas plants. But what you're doing is putting them outside for the summer. That seems to be working. That seems to be repowering them. Yep. They get to energize with all that good sunshine. So keep on doing that. Maybe try an experiment since you got a few. Maybe leave three dormant until November, and then and put the ones in the summer and sort of see when which ones do something different. Yeah. The other thing I did too last uh, last year is that uh, I didn't take them out of the uh, pots. I just put them in uh, downstairs and uh, yep. closed the door and uh, left them in the pots. But uh, is there any better to uh, take them out of the pots, put them into, say, vermiculite or something like that? No, if you're used to using regular potting soil, it's basically the same thing, right? Because it's yeah. just oh, a, yeah. most of it's a soilless mix. And yeah. as long as it's staying dry and in a cool spot, you're fine. Oh, you know, because I probably could put them in larger pots, maybe. But uh... yeah, no, that that would help too. Like as they as your bulb gets bigger and bigger, yeah. um, but really, once they're growing, because we have the ones that we just get dipped in wax, or you put the ones in water, right? You just have those those amaryllis bulb holders. Oh yeah, they they already have all their energy in. They don't really grow anything from the soil. It's just mm-hmm. providing them some moisture because they have everything in their bulbs stored for that mm-hmm. season, and then they give you everything they got from there. So the 15, 30, 15 is the best? That's what you, you want to feed as soon as they're done blooming. Like so, like when you're done here in January, yeah. you can give them a couple shots of the 15, 30, 15, um, fertilize them two or three times with that. That's building up the phosphate back into the bulb, yeah. and then, it, then it'll be able to bloom for you at the next date. Because mm-hmm. it'll have the hot, proper trace elements in there to produce the blooms. If you use lots of nitrogen, you'll see ones, and they just get tons of leaves. They won't get any blooms. So yeah, I've had a couple of them. Uh, some of these, yeah, it uh, happens once in a while. Yeah. yeah, some of these plants I've had for about uh, four or five years now, and uh, I've tried various different methods of. Uh, 
putting them to bed and uh, caring for them and everything else. And uh, it's really amazing as to how well that they are growing because, I mean, uh, all the stocks I'm getting are uh, anywhere from 26 to 30 inches uh, high. Awesome. And uh, they're producing, some of them have produced uh, about five, uh, five flowers on each stock. Wow, that's phenomenal. <laughs> I got one that's just sitting there. Like we put it in, um, in water in one of the water vases, oh, and yeah. it it ha- it looks very promising. It looks like there's like three or four blooms going to come, but it's been sitting for three weeks, really doing nothing. So it's just I'm just uh, <laughs> ready to, to pitch it if it doesn't get going soon. So, but uh, amaryllis is one of my favorite plants because they're true colors, right? They're pure white. The pure oh, yeah. red, like they're they're gorgeous. So, thanks for calling, Al. I appreciate it, and Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you and your staff, and keep up the great work down there. Thank you so much. Take care. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. All right, we need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and got a couple texts here. Actually, got a pretty neat one. I've had a couple of these the last couple of weeks. People with uh, Dracaena corn plants, um, they're blooming right now, a few of them around uh, southern Alberta, and they're, they're actually quite fragrant. And some people think in a good way, some people not as much. But she's just asking, what should we do with them? When they're, I just said, when they're done, you can just cut those off. And it's kind of neat because a lot of these plants that you don't think will ever bloom, um, they send out these unique blooms because every plant will eventually bloom of some kind. And uh, she also has a a milk thistle cactus or the euphobia cactus is is the other little bit more common name. And those can just be cut back as well. You can take like 25 to 30% off if you want or some of the spots. And it'll it'll re-sprout and send out more more branching because this one looks like it's just stretching up on you a bit. So you, you can cut it down and uh, it, it will thicken up for you and, and send out more sprouts and uh, or just pinch all the tops off. It's and you can start new ones with that. They when you do break it off, you can um, root them up fairly easy. They will propagate for you, but. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's hard sometimes when they get stretchy like that. And just maybe just ensure that it's getting – looks like you have right by a window, it's getting lots of light, so it should be good. But uh, just ensure it's getting lots of light as well. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And uh, actually, I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to chat with Brian. Good morning, Brian. How you doing, Merle? Good, good. How's things? Well, Billy Acres always uh, always busy, my friend. I know, always something going on down there with you and Riva. Hey, you gotcha. Absolutely. Hey, I got a question for you, and it only happened to Billy Acres. So, you know, you remember those mock oranges that Riva and I grabbed towards the end of the year? Yeah, yeah. So I put them in a water trough. <laughs> uh, you know, put some dirt and watered them in because I couldn't get them in the ground. Yeah. And because uh, I got an extra 50-gallon water for the horses in our newest edition, uh, he's a 130-pound dog. He uh, ate it. So I have to move. <laughs> I have to move these ones out of this water trough. So what can I do? Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> if you can dig a hole of some sort, or if it's in, the, is it still in the pot? You just have them buried in the. Yeah, I just buried them in because the, it's just the uh, you know most there's two the three of them have that uh, cardboard uh, yeah. pot in them, and the other three are the plastic guys, right? Yeah, if you just if you, if there's any way to bury them somehow, or even if you have some mulch or shavings or something, put them in a shaded spot. Um, somewhere yeah. away where the animals can't get at, put it beside a, one of your shops there or something up yeah, against the wall. Okay, yeah, because I've got a log pile that's got a bunch of dirt that I can move around. So. Yeah, and then just sort of cover them up as best you can to keep them frozen. Um, maybe even on a day like this, give it a little shot of water just to keep it. That way it will uh, won't desiccate over the winter. Make sure it's just frozen and good. And and they're pretty hardy. So you, they should it should just come back next year and grow from the root. Yeah, no, we had do- luck the year before when I put them in that big aluminum uh, can, right? So yeah, but even when the when the donkeys or whoever eats them, it happens, <laughs> and you can uh, sometimes it helps. Even when deer come through, uh, I know a lot of times when they'll eat the petunias in people's baskets or their pots. It's amazing. Like a week or two later, those those petunia baskets or the ones in the ground are just twice as full because they get pinched back for you and they just look awesome. So no, sometimes it's, I, sometimes uh, it's a blessing. It. Yeah. Anytime, Brian. So Merry Christmas to you guys and look Merry forward Christmas to seeing to you. you. And, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in the spring. Absolutely. Take care. Thanks, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, and I got a few more texts that I will go through. And uh, this one, it says, help, what's going wrong with this plant? It is a variegated rubber tree, and we're getting a little bit of rot on the ends. When I see it like that, I'm thinking you may be keeping it a little bit too wet. Those rubber trees can dry out a fair bit. They're almost like a cactus. Um, so what I would do is just, um, I would let it dry out a little bit more and ensure that it's in, in a nice, good soil, like a good potting mix. And cause it just, and, and just ensure that you're not using a, like a real, or it almost looks like water gets on the leaves as well. So just, just let it dry out a little bit more. Make sure it's in a, in a good sunny spot and you should be good to go. And I know you had sent something and I didn't, I don't think I responded the last time. Some days I get to some of them. Sometimes I got so many texts. And you had the little flies going around, fungus gnats. And you use pure spray green. And part of it is pure spray green. Part of the issue is, again, watering. When we get into November, December, January, on these really um, short days, and all of our plants, you just need to cut the watering back by a third or even half as much as what you were doing before. So sometimes people get into a ritual, well, it's Tuesday, I got to water. We got to change it up. You only water when they're dry. So... I would just suggest um, less water. And if you do get the fungus gnats, you can even steer a little fork around. Uh, we do have these mosquito dunks that we've put into um, separate little bags. And people, and they work great for getting rid of, fung- getting rid of fungus gnats. And you, you just steep them in water. We have all the directions in the, in the bag on what to do with that. So we, we've separated a whole bunch of those and prepackaged them with directions on what to do with that. So 
Um, but the biggest culprit is just too much water. So if you do get them, I just like to stir up the soil to create uh, aerated a bit and break it up just so it's breathing a little bit better. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines wide open, 403-974-8255, 1-800-563-7770. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line, and we're going to chat with Gus. Good morning, Gus. Hey, Merle. How's it going? Good. Good, actually. Nice sunny day yesterday, another one today, so uh, before the big snow comes, so going to hopefully get outside and do a little bit of stuff. So, Oh, yeah. All right. Like Louise got it. Hey, I sent you a couple of uh, pictures there. Did you get them of a kind of a palm tree-looking thing? Um, what's the, what's your last two digits of your phone number? Four, three. Four, three. Yep. There we are. Yeah. Let's so pull it up. I've had this guy for almost 20 years and he started yep. going sideways. I don't know. Last yeah. Four you see the yellowing and stuff. So I already trimmed off a bunch of yellow. Yeah. So that's one of the corn plants that I was talking about. Um, <clears throat> it looks like it definitely needs to be repotted. Okay, I repotted it last year. I was wondering if we've been overwatering it. Um, yeah, it, I was going to say that looks like it's. What are all the sticks in the soil coming out of it? Oh, those are popsicle or, sticks. I put them in there to keep the cats from going in and peeing in the dirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, nice. I, I can. Yeah, I'll expand it. I can see it if I do that. Uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, yeah it looks fun. like. It could be keeping a little bit wet, but I, if I was to transplant that, I would put it into a little bit of a bigger pot. Like mm-hmm. a little bit wider, and if they get tall and spindly like that, you can see where you have your main stalk at the. It's about one or two feet high there. Yeah, you can cut these other ones that have gone up from there. You can just cut them at wherever you like, and they will just thicken up and start new ones like that again, and go out. Oh, and really? you could also, yeah, because to be honest, that it, it is pretty flimsy. Um, so I would almost look at just going right down to two or three feet and just cut it straight across, and you'll be amazed. You'll get two or three new ones and transplant it at the same time, and yeah. then you'll you'll get a bunch of new growth. And uh, on one like this, um, there's a bit of stuff going on in the soil. Make sure you're using a good like a good potting soil. Don't use dirt from outside or anything. Yeah. And uh, and then you should be good because it just looks like there's a maybe a bit of salt build up. And uh, it looks like it could be a little bit overwatered for sure. So yeah, I think maybe I, I'm listening to you earlier about the other corn plants. That was going to be the case. Um, I've neglected this plant all my life, really, and it's always persevered. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and then, sometimes the better if you start caring for something. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> Just leave me alone. Well, um, we've been so, home so much. We're you know caring for the plants probably more than we should. So I figured that, that and that's what good. happens. Yeah, and same with that little Dracaena marginetta right beside it. You got that dragon tree that's kind of leaning yeah. towards the window. Same thing. You can cut it off like at a foot high, and it'll send out new ones. And then you can also root the top part so you can create some more. Yeah, I'll so. do that experiment. Um, do you, I had it in my front plants, but I moved them out of the front window and put the Christmas tree there. Uh, would too much sunlight been a factor as well over the summer? No, no, they they can take some. They take some sun. That's no problem. So okay, well, that sounds like I got a good experiment to do. Cut them down and 
Yeah, you can just come get yourself a get yourself a little bit of a bigger pot. Stick with yeah. the clay pot like that. Just get get yourself a little bit bigger one. Then you don't have to worry about transplanting it for a while. But all righty. That sounds great. Have a good Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you as well, Gus. Thanks for calling. Okay, all right. Bye bye. And I need to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Partly cloudy and two degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Over half a million Canadians have now been infected with the novel coronavirus since the pandemic began nearly a year ago. Global's Courtney Davidson reports. It took just over two weeks for the national case total to grow from 400,000 to 500,000. The surging infections has led to a steady increase in both hospitalizations and deaths, but just a week before Christmas. The arrival of the first vaccine against COVID-19 made by Pfizer and BioTech has brought a glimmer of hope, yet it's a light at the end of a very long tunnel. Pfizer's vaccine cannot be shipped to rural or remote areas due to its need to be stored at extreme freezing temperatures. And it's only being administered to healthcare workers and at-risk populations first before being rolled out to the general public later next year. Health Canada is close to approving a second vaccine made by Moderna that does not need to be frozen. Canada should see doses of the Moderna vaccine begin to arrive before the end of December, pending regulatory approval, with more to come in just the first few months of 2021. Courtney Davidson, Global News. An Edmonton critical care physician says there's a parallel pandemic going on in Alberta intensive care units. These comments from Dr. Peter Brindley at the University of Alberta Hospital comes as Alberta's seen ICUs fill up rapidly with 54 people being admitted in the last 17 days. Brindley tells Global's Jalen Nye this is a difficult matter to handle. There are pending shortages on some of our most common drugs. They haven't run out yet, but they certainly could. And we get sort of daily warnings of... You know, trying to minimize your use of this drug, and this drug ends up being one of the things you use every single day. Um, and you've got exhausted staff. Brindley says one of the biggest things weighing on staff is the individual story of each patient cared for. Calgary police say they are treating the death of an infant as suspicious. According to officials, the infant's body was found at a home in the 100 block of Brightonstone Bay Southeast. Investigators are confident there is no risk to any other children or the public. An autopsy is scheduled for tomorrow morning. Police say given the sensitivities of this investigation, no other details will be released. And anyone with information about the death is asked to contact the Calgary Police's homicide tip line, the non-emergency line, or Crime Stoppers. Calgary fire crews battled an early morning blaze in the city's southeast. Global's Michael King has the details. Around 4.30, the Calgary Fire Department was called out to an apartment complex near Seaton Drive and 40th Street Southeast. When they arrived, they found a large amount of smoke coming from the underground parkade. Crews quickly knocked down the fire, but because the parkade is attached to both buildings, everyone in the complex was evacuated. The chief on scene tells me there were detectable levels of carbon monoxide in both buildings, but as of 7 o'clock, everyone was cleared to go back in. City Transit was on scene for a while to keep those evacuated warm. We've been told that the fire started from a heating unit in the parkade, and damage is minimal. Michael King, Global News. 
Canmore RCMP are advising that weather overnight has made the road conditions on Highway 1 West from exit 114 through to the bank uh, through to the Banff Park gates very poor. A winter storm has blown in with heavy wet snow. There is little to no visibility at times with some accumulation. On and off ramps are also very icy, so travel is not recommended at this time. Taking a look at sports, there will be no tune-up games for any World Juniors teams today and tomorrow. Positive COVID-19 tests among Swedish staff members and German players have resulted in the cancellation of pre-tournament games. Instead, only a handful will be played Tuesday and Wednesday, including a matchup featuring Canada and Russia. Global News Sky Tracker weather, a winter storm watch is in effect for Calgary. The city is expecting 20 to 25 centimeters of snow by the end of Tuesday. Today's high is plus 7 with conditions clearing. Tonight, a few clouds, low of minus 2 than tomorrow. We're going to see some snow, heavy at times, and zero. Right now, it's 2 degrees at 10.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update is at 10.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Sorry. Hey, welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Sorry, I turned my mic off for a second. That was a bad mistake. Um, and I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to chat with Earl. I think he's still there. Good morning, Earl. Hi. How are you Hi doing? There. Good, good. How are I, you? Good. Hey, what did you do? Fall asleep there, buddy? No, I was uh, I was having a little snack in between, and I didn't want uh, Liam to hear me chewing on my on my little bacon sandwich. So I, tur- I, I usually never turn my mic off in between, but uh, anyway. So hey, we all we all have our we all make a little mistakes here and there. How we can do. I help you today? Absolutely. Hey, I got no questions for you, buddy. I just want to thank you and the staff down there for all your help during the year. And I oh, love nice. your program. I listen to you all the time. We're lucky here in southern Alberta and central Alberta to have somebody like you around. And I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And Merry Christmas to you as well, Earl. And uh, and hopefully we can get on and have a good 2021 and uh, hopefully be a little bit different. But we'll still be gardening in 2021. <laughs> so uh, all the best to you. Sounds good, Merle. Oh, and I Take like care, that sir. guy's trick with the popsicle sticks. Yeah, no, I was I was looking because he sent in a picture on the text. So I'm like, what are all those sticks sticking out there? But that <laughs> that's a good idea. Like it's it's awesome. Just all okay, right. Thanks, Earl. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go, Merle. Thanks again. Yep. Take care, sir. All right. Bye bye. Well, that's very nice. And uh, I'm looking forward. I usually not like I love snow and all that too. But actually, I'm looking forward to a little bit of snow tomorrow. Just to uh, just give us that a uh, little bit of a Christmas feel, and uh, I'm hopefully that will come to fruition, and hopefully not too much, but enough to give us that good luck. Got a few more texts here that I'm going to read. I got a fiddly fig. It says here, um, should I cut it? It's a, so it's not so leggy. Again, that one definitely I would put it into a larger pot. And you you can you can pinch the top off if you if you like it will thicken up, but I would definitely transplant it into a bigger pot because sometimes if you if there's no not enough soil in there they'll just continue to just push up and up and up, and but yours looks it's super healthy leaves right down to the bottom, and to see fiddly figs 
um, have such nice healthy leaves all the way to the top, that's that's great. Um, but you can like that last new growth, or the you can go one one or two nodes down and just pinch it off, and uh, that would be perfect for it, and uh, it would definitely help thicken it up a bit. And where are we at? I still got lots of time. Um, I would like to. Oh, here we are. Where are we at? Actually, I, and I had a um a caller or texters text in. They have a a pine tree they for Christmas trees. <clears throat> I know we only bring in the Fraser fir and a kind of thick, like a sort of the traditional Christmas tree. But this uh, texter sent in a picture. He bring he goes out and gets the 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 natural jack pines or the the white pines or the white spruce, and he just had some hints on decorating, and it just looked it looks fun. He uses invisible thread, or probably fishing line or something like that, something that you can't see, and he hangs them down so instead of just right off the branch they kind of go like six or eight inches off and sort of fills the empty pieces so it looks like they're all floating through and uh just phenomenal way to decorate a tree so thanks for that thanks for sharing i appreciate that and then any uh, anybody else wants to uh send in that that would be great okay i'm going to go to the phone line i'm going to chat with mary good morning mary <laughs> Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you, Mary. How are you? Merry Christmas, dear. <laughs> Whatever your name is. All the best <laughs> to you. Merry Christmas to you as well, Mary. Hope you, all is well. I'm doing good. How are you doing out well, there? Well, I'm Things wonderful, except I don't like this COVID rovid stuff. No, it's it's not been hasn't been a whole lot of fun, has it? Well, so. I'm doing okay, hanging in That's there. Good. I got flowers everywhere in my house, and I'm I'm happy to be alive and going to garden next year again on my 87th birthday. And that's that's awesome, Mary. And that's <laughs> we 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 all hopefully we get through this and we get to move uh, on. Well, we will. And you got to be optimistic. No- no, and I, I'm, I'm definitely that. I'm, I'm looking forward to I it. I know, yeah. And uh, yeah. we're going to work hard to, to work with everybody in Calgary and yeah. all around us, all of Southern Alberta. Yeah. And uh, it's people like, like you and me and all our <laughs> listeners that uh, help everybody get through all this. And all the best to my friend Cass. I'd love Absolutely. to meet her someday. Yeah, <laughs> I'll arrange that down at the garden center. Have Cass come down, and we'll have a little. Good. We'll have I'd, a coffee. I'd like that. Anyway, right. I'm well. Nice to hear from you. And Good to hi hear. to Carolyn and family. Thank you so much, Mary. Okay. Take care. Yeah, All the best. Care. Merry Bye. Christmas. Bye-bye. All right. And I got a couple more texts here. And I apologize. I got We got this new thing, and I might talk to our, our, uh, our group at the – because we get – and every time someone texts us, we get another text that says "thanks for texting." So you, sometimes you can't read what what the what the subject is. What can you tell me about a Mackay tree? I'm wondering if it's a flowering tree hardy for our zone. I'm going to look that up. Um, I believe it is. I think it's a zone three, zone three, zone four, and uh, and it should do well here. 
But I will get on that, and I'll let you know after the break on what I can do. I'll respond to your text, and uh, we'll see what we can do here. And one couple things that people love to get at Christmas when they come down to the store, and uh, people are always looking for for good tools. Um, also, a lot of people are getting into just doing the seed trays and and things that things that you wouldn't buy necessarily for yourself and you can create a nice little gift for somebody if you put the seeds a little bag of soil and a couple other things in there and you can um just create that nice gift for somebody who who maybe can't get out to the garden center or or just something to open up on the bottom underneath the tree even for the kids creating some little seed growing cuz uh uh, we are going to be stuck in our house again for a little bit here, hopefully just till mid-January or something. And uh, But th- things like that, we got to keep our minds going, keep our activities rolling so we can uh, uh, understand what's, uh, what life's about, get these little, get these little crit- critters growing. Um, the biggest thing if you're trying to start seeds at this time of year is, is making sure we have lots of light and things like that. So... Anyways, I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me after the break, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and my mic is on this time. <laughs> Welcome back. And I'm just going – and a little update on that uh, Mac Eye tree they are hardy here um they're hardy from zone three to eight and also it looks very it's a, called the amir Mackay. um it's unfortunate and i will see if they're still being produced in production sometimes a lot of these trees and i've mentioned this before if if they don't sell quite really well they get pushed out of production um and a lot of people um, or a lot of the growers get forced to grow new varieties because they're licensed growers. And if you're a licensed grower and you have a certain obligation to the company that keeps producing new plants to produce new ones, and sometimes they're better, sometimes they're not. And uh, anyways, so I will definitely see if I can get some of the Mackay in, and uh, I will let you know. And where are we at here? Uh, oh, one just says, hi, Merle. <laughs> That's nice. And actually, I would like to wish my brother Merv a happy birthday today. He's, uh, he, I'm not sure actually how old he is. He's getting up there. He's uh, over 50 anyway. So happy birthday, Merv. And uh, hope you're having a good day with you and Terry. And I'm sure, uh, I'm sure we'll chat with you over the holidays. I know we're not getting together this year, but um, our thoughts are with you guys, and we will we will chat for sure over the holidays. And a couple of the things I wanted to talk about are what you can be doing out there. Right now is uh, it's still elm season, so if you got any big elm trees that you're looking to to get looked after, I know Mark and the Printed Up crew they've been doing lots of uh, lots of elm trees that we can't do during the summer. You can only do them between I think it's October until early April or to late April. And then that's the only time you can prune 
prune the mate, the the elm tree. So if you're looking out and you got any dead, damage, or disease branching on any of your big trees, especially elm, now is the time to do it. But on the other ones, you can remove some of the dead damage from birch and maple, but they can't be pruned or they shouldn't be pruned a lot. They'll bleed. So typically, we we prune all our birch and maple. And when they're in the full in the summertime, when they're fully leafed out, but right now is a good time, especially on a warm day like this, just to get out in your yard and just see what you're missing for, you know, like this winter interest as well. Like maybe you have all deciduous trees, and you could add some um, a little bit of evergreen color. And one nice one is a mountain pine. They don't get too wide; they stay about seven feet wide. And they get about 15 feet high. They're a slower grower, but they're great filler um, filler evergreens where it's not going to take over your whole yard. They're great for, for some of the smaller yards in, in Calgary. I know I planted three or four of them into uh, into that as well in, in the backyard. I think I planted four. I put one in the front. Um, just It's just a nice mix to have some evergreen color in there. And a couple other things that look really nice at this time of year out in the yard is any of the any of the colored dogwoods as well, or if you have uh, any texture, some hydrangea blooms. I like to leave them all on, on on all of my plants. I don't cut them off, as it's uh, it's it's a nice winter interest. Same with the Carl Forrester. It just gives you that nice winter interest that's going to look really nice and. Uh, and, and just be give you give you that color over the over the winter time. But right now I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open 403-974-8255. Oh, actually no break. I already took it. Holy cow! Sorry, Liam. I'm just uh, just messing with you today. <laughs> I just uh, I'm just here we go. I got a bunch of text just coming in. Just trying to get caught up on everything. Oh, here we are. Hey, Merle, was wondering if you get any chestnut vines in the tropical greenhouse. I'd love to get one. I will. Jen, if you're listening, uh, and this is a long Latin name, Testragesta tigma, <laughs> and I'm not going to try the other, a.k.a. chestnut vines. Maybe let me know if you have any in the greenhouse right now, Jen, or we'll look on the availability and see if we can get something like that in for you. That would be great. And also, good morning, Merle. Can I plant a thorny shrub along the perimeter of my front house so that I can keep the rabbits out of the yard and do a little bit of bucket gardening in the front? And what type of thorny shrub would grow about four to five feet high? And what are they? And thank you. Urban growing. Um, there's definitely a few. Barberries are really quite good. Um, whenever I hear about that and the and the rabbits, I don't know if a few kids or or any of these listeners are I'm I'm 53 and my my sister always read me a story when I was a little kid. I always remember the Brer Rabbit in the Briar Patch. And that was when I get questions like this, because that's where he would go hide in the thorny shrubs. And uh but uh that Barberries are really thorny. Rabbits are pretty innovative, though. They they can go through quite a bit of stuff. So one of the things that works really good as well is a uh, is a deterrent animal deterrent called Bobex, and it's a it's a herb based product. 
It's a mixture, I think, of seven or eight different herbs. And it just tastes really bad. So once they get the taste that they tend to stay away, but you can try the barberry. They get anywhere between two and six feet high. If you want to plant them really tight like a shrub, you can do that. You can make a hedge out of them as well. And they come in purple, yellow. Um, there's some green ones as well. So you definitely have a choice um, um, there of, of what you could use for that. But that would be really the only really thorny, I guess, raspberries, things like that. But they're not going to create that. And they plus they would sucker out like crazy all over the place. So, And what about all the ash trees? Here's another text. Can you tell me in the winter if they're infected with ash bug? Sundance ash trees are taking a beating. Yeah, you could go around and you just you got to look. There's holes in the in the bark um, for that bug. It's uh, it's it's a little bit harder to tell, and sometimes they get a soot all over them too. They kind of get a black soot, and you'll see um, arborist companies. They've been out, and the city has hired some of them for some of the city trees. Is and they go out and they pressure wash them off. They just actually just using a regular pressure washer. To, to get rid of them that way. Or you need to do the injections um, to get it internally sort of to get rid of them. It's it's a it's a tougher one, but it it is been hard. A lot of the and the other thing that's been hurting a lot of the ash trees is just the winter desiccation. So if you have any of those ash trees in around your house or in the if they're in a park in Sundance or or wherever you're at, just getting out, making sure you add a little bit of water, especially on a day like today, before we get colder again, before we get some moisture, it's good to get out, maybe give your trees a little bit of water and uh, just ensure that they're frozen in if they're up against a, a wall or anything like that, just to, to make sure that they, they don't get winter desiccation. And then if you cover them with mulch, that will definitely help for sure. And one more text here before I go for a break. Good morning, Merle. With Carl Forrester's, what to do in the spring, cut down, or can I leave them every year as is? They're so pretty. I I prefer, if you leave them, they're going to just end up with a whole bunch of dead grass in the middle over the years. Just I like to leave them until you just start seeing the green. So beginning of May, mid-April, cut them right down as low as you can go. I know it's a job my son and I do. We go out, and uh, it's typically our spring cleanup. And you just tie a string around the top of the Carl Forster and get yourself, make sure you have a really nice sharp knife or something like that and cut down really low right down to the bottom and, uh, and, and do that and get them down nice and tight. And then they'll just fill in like crazy. You won't even notice. So, but right now I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Partly cloudy and four degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Calgary police are investigating the suspicious death of an infant. They say the child's body was discovered in a home in the city's southeast. An autopsy is scheduled for tomorrow. In response to uncertainty regarding the COVID-19 vaccine, Dr. Teresa Tam says there will be a big focus in the coming weeks on convincing Canadians the vaccine is safe and the review process was sound. It will include hearing from those who received the initial doses and emphasizing that mild side effects like a brief fever or a sore arm are normal. 
Canmore RCMP say weather overnight has made the road conditions on Highway 1 West from exit 114 through to the bank Banff Park gates very poor. A winter storm has blown in with heavy wet snow causing little to no visibility at times. Travel is not recommended at this time. A winter storm watch in effect for Calgary. Today's high plus 7, conditions clearing tonight a few clouds, low of minus 2, then tomorrow snow heavy at times and 0. It's 4 degrees, breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news is at 11 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. And if you'd like to join me for the last half hour of the show, it's 403-974-8255. That is the talk and text line. Or if you're out of town, one 800 563 uh, 7770 and uh, we'd love to hear from you just uh, thinking if you what you're thinking for Christmas any kind of different ideas or, or gardening things for the new year as well or any Christmas gift ideas or gardening ideas that uh, maybe want to share with the other listeners that would be great as it's uh, it's uh, that time of the year and I got one text here. Hi, bought one of your beautiful Christmas trees. Had it up for 10 days now using the uh, miracle Grow tree saver, two liters of water every day. It's just as fresh as the day we put it up. We'll be back to buy another one next year. Merry Christmas and all good wishes for 2021 to you and your family and to your staff. Thanks for all your help, Mary. And it, it's... Uh, it's amazing how these fresh cut trees, how much water they will drink. And this is, and she's still doing two liters a day. And, uh, and I believe that cause, uh, these Fraser firs, cause they're just, they just suck it up, which is a good thing. If you if your tree isn't taking water, that's not a good thing. So when you do a fresh cut, just make sure you you fill your reservoir up with water all the time, make sure it's nice and full. And, uh, and that's what it rehydrates, and that'll keep it fresh right through the holiday season. And I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to chat with Gordon. Good morning, Gordon. Good morning, Merle. Did How you... are you doing today? Absolutely terrific. I'm in the bana banana belt of Calgary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and my, my succulents are doing good. But anyway, uh, I don't know if you caught this in, in Friday's uh, newspaper that the Royal Botanical Gardens in Kew in London has um, uh, 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 found an ugly orchid. Okay. I'm not going to try the uh, Latin name that they gave it to it, but it is an 11 millimeter flower. Uh, the orchid is small, brown, and rather ugly. Uh, the orchid depends on fungi for nutrition and has no leaves or any other photosynthetic uh, tissue. And this orchid is uh, from Madagascar, and it is a threatened species, but it's protected to a degree because it's in a national park. Oh, cool. Yeah. There, wonder... and I'd love to do a bit more of that. Um, to find out, because even Alberta, that we have orchids in our forest here, just to the west of us, and I'd love to be able to, to find a bit more on that 
and uh, and sort of see what's what's going on because it would be uh, just cool to to see. And I know we have some orchid people here in Calgary that do do the the, the native orchids and things like that. But that's something I, I know we get a few in in the springtime. But it would be something I'd like to expose a bit more to our listeners as well because it's there's so many gr- great native plants that uh, are in right in our own backyard. So it would be yeah. pretty cool to get more of those in. So uh, another quick uh, quick thing, uh, totally different. Um, I was walking around my neighborhood uh, uh, a couple days ago. And this one chap, uh, he has landscaped his uh, lot beautifully. Uh, there's a mogul pine, and there's another uh, 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 ground uh, um, spreading tree. Now, is it a juniper? Yeah. The, if it was on the ground, typically they're, they're uh, spreading juniper um, if it, there is there is a mountain pine that crawls along the ground as well, yeah. and if it has larger needles, it would be that mountain pine. But other yeah. than that, it would be just the the horizontal junipers. Yeah. Okay. I, I was just wondering because I saw it. And I thought, okay, I know what it is, but I, you know, one of those things you can't spit out the name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's I a would juniper, just say right? that sounds like just a juniper, and there's so many different varieties as well. Yeah. So. I would, uh, yeah, you can always take a picture, send it in to me, and I should be able to help you out. Or in the springtime, bring it into the store, and uh, Chris or Terry or who's ever down there will definitely be more than willing to to help you out with that as well. Okay, well, anyway, um, have yourself a great Christmas, and we'll see you in, uh, in the new year, or hear you in the new sounds, year. Sounds good. Merry Christmas to you as well, and uh, thanks for listening and, and contributing to the show. So take care. Bye bye. All right, and I got a, a few more texts here. Actually, I'm right at the point where I should probably take a quick break. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are open four zero three nine seven four eight two five five or one eight hundred five six three seven 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 zero. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Norman. Good morning, Norman. I think it's Norma. Sorry. That's yeah, okay. you're right. I wrote, uh, I don't have the end on. <laughs> I apologize. Thanks, no, Norma. That's fine. Um, I don't know if you've had a call on this before or not, but uh, they put out these, I think they're live miniature Spruce or pine trees decorate for Christmas? Yep. Uh, It's outside. I've got it outside. Can it be saved or planted in the garden? it, if it depends on what variety it is. If it's just a regular little spruce and you've kept it outside, absolutely. Just over the winter, just try not to keep it in full sun. And it's probably in a smaller pot, so you have to ensure that it stays frozen. So if you can bury it somehow or or cover it up with some mulch or something like that, and then just water it in so it just stays frozen for the winter, and okay. then plant it in the springtime, you'll be fine. Um, oh. <clears throat> 
Yeah, other than that, like I know people always ask me, how come we can't do live Christmas trees here, like that are growing? Because they see it um, in warmer climates where they do it. You can there's a place that are renting trees, and you get the same tree back every year. We just right. can't do it because if you bring that tree into your house and it's been dormant sitting outside in our weather and they bring it inside it thinks it's warm and it starts growing right and right. then if you think you can put that back outside it, it'll just freeze and lose all its needles right away so it's it just it doesn't work it works awesome in warmer climates just unfortunately we can't do that here so so as long as i keep it outside and find a place to, yeah. to bury it absolutely Yep, you'll be totally fine. And just ensure you water it really good just before you you bury it for the winter time. Just to ensure that it stays frozen and uh, you should be good to go. Okay, super. Well, we'll give it a go. Thanks a lot. Awesome. You're very welcome. Merry Christmas, Norma. And to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm going to go to Fred. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, Merrill. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm very good. And I'm calling about our front mountain ash. I've got 95% of the leaves still on the tree. Let's say they're frozen on. Yeah. Is that for bad, uh, bad news for next year? No, it, it's fine. It's just that we your, your tree was continuing on a little bit longer in the season, and when we had that cold weather in September, they just, uh, they just froze on there. That's so, correct. I thought yeah. I presume that because it's a, a late leafing, yeah, um, uh, mountain ash, so, and it really is still green when everything else has come off. But that's yeah. great. Well, thanks very much. Merry Christmas and best wishes to you and all your listeners for 2021. Thank you so much, Fred, and uh, all the best to you and yours as well. Take Bye. care. Merry Christmas. Bye bye. And. I got, uh, what time is it? We got a little bit more time. I'm going to go to one more. We're going to go to Margarita. Good morning, Margarita. Hi, Merle. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. And I hear you talk a lot about different fertilizers, so I wonder if you could give us a rundown on what specifically, like I have 20-20-20 and I have 30-10-10, but you talk a lot about 15-20-15. So where 15, should 30, I be 15. using well, fifteen thirty fifteen is some of the twenty twenty. Okay, I'll first with the one you started with first because that's a that's a good all purpose. If if you only want one fertilizer in your arsenal, twenty 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 is a great one. It kind of mm -hmm. covers all your base. It's a it's a good, well balanced. The first number is nitrogen. The second's um, phosphate, and then the last one's potash. And sort of how the numbers work: it's up, down, all around. So the mm -hmm. first one's for upper growth, the second one's for lower and blooms, and then the last one's sort of your all-purpose multivitamin, so your vitamin D that we need. And oh, okay. uh, so if you if you're only going to have one, uh, twenty 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 is a is a great fertilizer. Like it just it covers all your bases. And uh, I know I we manufacture that. We have it in our Green It Up lineup. I have. Um, 202020, and then you mentioned 301010, and that's when you get when you want to get a little bit more specific, and that's for your evergreens because mm -hmm. it has a little bit more nitrogen mm -hmm. and things like that. So it, it's and it's it's formulated. Um, so if you have a lot of evergreens, it's also good for your citrus trees, or gardenias, or or hibiscus for your house plants. Mm -hmm. 
So they they prefer it's a little bit more acidic soil. So our our fertilizer. So for evergreens and uh, citrus and and gardenias, some of those real dark green green leaves, they like that thirty ten ten. Okay. And then the the other one, the fifteen thirty fifteen, that's one that we I like to use on all our hanging baskets and and your flower pots, or if you have blooming tr- things in the house that you want to push a little bit more blooming, um, like even your Christmas cactus, your your orchids, things like that. Okay. Um, the fifteen thirty fifteen, the higher middle number, and it's also really good for transplanting because um, okay. it, it's good for the roots. So it's that's a good multi-purpose one, and uh, so that with those ones you pretty much cover your bases. And I know a lot of people are using our lawn fertilizer because um, I created that here, and it's uh, sixteen thirty-two six, and so the nitrogen it gives you enough nitrogen to keep your grass really nice and green, mm-hmm. and then the high middle number because our our soil is so hard, um, the middle number drives our roots down nice and deep. So you water half as much, and it just thickens it up. And then the last number, because typically what you can get at the box stores is because they they can't they don't put phosphate in BC or some of the other provinces because they don't need it in Ontario where they oh, have water because yeah. they, they they have enough phosphate in their soil, but mm-hmm. we really need it. So what those larger companies manufacture it for the where the bigger populations are, okay. and so that's why I created this one for our area. And uh, again, sixteen thirty-two six high middle number, and then that really gives you a, a well balanced thick green grass. And I know I have a lot of people that uh, can attest to that. Uh, they've made it uh, pretty much the number one fertilizer here in in Calgary. So it's uh, it's been great, and uh, I get a lot of people coming in and picking that up because it because it really works. It's made for our, for our area. So, but that that's your sort of your your well balanced fertilizer um, that will get you through most of your situations with all your plants. Okay, well thank you very much. Did that, hopefully that helped you. Yep. Hopefully that helped. That does. And thank you very much. Merry Christmas. You're very, Merry Christmas to you as well, Margarita, and uh, all the best in 2021. Thank you. Same to you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. And I think uh, if you'd like to join me, I'm going to have a couple spots open after after the break here, 403-974-8255. Excuse me, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm just going to finish off the show here with a couple texts. And... Um, I got a text asking, how do I get into your store? Actually, the, it, what you need to do is they've added a new entrance. So when you're coming down the down McLeod Trail, you got to turn right on the 210, and they've given us a new access road. There's signs there to say spruce it up access, so you just turn right. Or if you miss that, just keep going past and right at the south end of our property, you can just turn right and they just come in around that access road, and they'll let you in that way. Um, but it is once you once you see it, it, our old road is blocked off the old intersection. They've they've changed that, and they've added the the new two ten, and we have a paved access road, which is actually quite nice. So if you just go there, turn left, and uh, or, or you turn right off of two ten 
or off of McLeod Trail onto 210. And, uh, and then there's a little access road up and this follow the signs and you'll get right in. So I appreciate that. And, uh, it's a little bit getting used to again, it's not always perfect, but it, it definitely works. And I was just going to chat about, uh, orchids. I have a text that sent in a picture of her orchid and she just transplanted it. I would use a bit more fertilizer, like a 15, 30, 15. And when you water, I'd water less often. You're, you're saying you kind of water once a week. Um, when I'd water that, I would take it into the sink and I would just spray the water in over the whole thing, like for a minute or two. So it really soaks all the bark and the moss that you got going in that pot and give it a, a really good drink. And then leave it for a week, like a, sort of two weeks at this time of year, and then then do that again. But I take it right into the sink, and when you get the excess water at the bottom of your pot, just tip it over so that water pours out of it, because you don't want it sitting in water like that. But it just looks like it's just not getting quite enough. And then I would just use the fifteen thirty fifteen, and that'll help uh, revitalize, get the roots going again, bring it back to life a little bit. It's just. It's not uh, it's not getting everything it needs. It's sort of the leaves are shriveling up on it. And uh, so if you do that, that will definitely help out on that. And here we are. Hi, Merle. I just stepped out of the room for a minute, but I heard you say we have hard soil here. What can I do to my garden to break the soil up? I've added compost and sheet manure to no avail. Yeah, that is the hard part. And it needs a little bit more... And what you're adding there will help. Um, zeolite definitely helps. Another product that really helps is uh, the cocoa moss or the hemp. It, it helps break it out, uh, break it apart as well. And the zeolite I mentioned, you mix in then that. And also we have another product called gypsum. Um, that helps break up the clay. And just, just adding more good loam to it like we have a really good green it up soil enhancer or sea soil um, I don't like adding tons and tons of manure all the time too because it, it ends up being a little bit too strong so I, I just I like the sea soil I, I love our green it up um, soil enhancer and it's off the racetrack just north of Calgary it's a it's a it's a product and it has a pH about 7.5 so it, when you mix it in with our regular soil it ends up being almost perfect and it it has a really good uh, uh composure to it and it works well with our soil when mixed in there and sometimes you just need to add a bit more loam like just getting a bit more loam to help break up the clay because it it is tough and then just using the right fertilizers that will help push the roots through it and uh, and you'll be good to go so it, it it is tough and with our soil, and it makes gardening <coughs> a lot harder to do. <laughs> a, avoid the pun there, a lot harder. And uh, the cocoa moss is another really good one. It comes in those compressed bales. And and I've avoided saying, like peat moss does work as well, but I've, I've avoided, we don't sell near as much peat moss as I used to. We really try to avoid, um, I bring in the cocoa moss, I do the hemp, and a few other ones because I, I just I, I don't like totally breaking apart our bogs. I prefer trying to find a renewable resource, and and that's why I, I do like the cocoa moss. And I'm hoping hemp 
we'll get into our into our market a little bit more into our soil products because there's a lot of hemp in Alberta and it's a great product for a soil amendment. It's really it's quite thick and fibrous, so it, it really works well um, when you mix it into the soil because uh, and it retains water quite well. And it, it and again, it's a renewable resource um, with a lot of the cannabis growers and the hemp growers um, here in Alberta and Western Canada. So if we can fulfill that and uh, and find another niche product uh, right here in Western Canada. I think uh, I try to contribute to that wherever I can. And I just want to, to say um, Merry Christmas to everybody and uh, be safe out there this uh, next couple of weeks. I know it's going to be a little tougher on some of us uh, avoiding the family or in some ways maybe it's good. Maybe it's a little break from them. <laughs> and I'm sure my family say the same about me. They get to have a break from me. So um, I'm fortunate. I have my, my wife and my two kids here. Uh, Carolyn and Derek and Jaden. So I'm looking forward to having a, a little break off with them. But again, Merry Christmas to everybody. Stay safe. And uh, I'll be back next week after Christmas and we can chat about uh, what everybody got and uh, what the new gardening things are going to be going for the, for the trends for 2021. So Merry Christmas and uh, we'll get our garden on next week right here on 770 CHQR.